Welcome to your favorite podcast, Cosmic Queen. Get ready to discover soulful selling and marketing strategies. Learn how to stop overthinking everything by reprogramming your subconscious mind. And finally, level up your business, your income, and your success. Yes, girl, it is all happening right now, so grab your earbuds, light up your manifestation candle. It is time to hack the quantum field, create success that defies logic, and let out your inner alpha. Let's go ahead and get started. Hello and good morning. It is morning here today. I'm sitting with my coffee. First thing in the morning, recording this episode for you guys. So... If you are listening in the morning too, cheers, thinking of coffee cups going on over here. And let's go ahead and jump in because today we're going to talk about one of my favorite and least favorite topics ever, money mindset. So last year I ended up doing this fantastic program, Money 5D, that I'm going to open up again next week. So by the time that you're hearing this podcast, it should be open If not, you know what to look out for. And I've been so resistant to relaunching it because talking about money is one of those things that still makes me slightly uncomfortable. I'm going to be honest. I think we have so much conditioning around it being rude and tacky and vulgar to talk about money. But even beyond that, I think it's because my own journey with money has been so deeply personal for me. And You know, somebody was telling me that people either struggle with money, body, or love. And for me, the thing has been money. Like body, would I love to lose 10 pounds? Sure. Love, like I'm really, really lucky to have an awesome partner. Did I make a lot of love mistakes in my youth? Yeah. But but I met my husband when I was in my mid-20s, right? So so it's not something that I particularly struggled with. But money to me was like the big one. And I didn't even realize what a big problem it was when I had a job. I was just like, I just could not care less about making money. I went to law school and graduated law school and I was like, I really don't care. I really don't care how much I make in my job. I really don't care how much I get paid. It just was something that was like not on my radar. And then I kind of realized how hard it made life to be like that (laughs) because the truth is that when we say, oh, I don't care about money, we actually do. And what we're actually saying is, I just don't want it. I'm scared to have it because of X, Y, Z reason. Because the truth is when we don't care about money and we're happy, well, great, right? When you don't care about money and you feel like you're like in this beautiful abundant state, amazing. But when you say that you don't care about money and then at the same time, you're upset that you don't have enough money, then that's a problem, right? Because you're actually keeping yourself in this state of deep unhappiness for no real reason. And the thing about that is that it's never about money, the happiness. There's no amount of money that is going to actually solve that and bring you that happiness. And that's what everybody discovers, right? So it's why we end up chasing money and chasing money. And I'm going to talk to you today about what I actually think is the tipping point and why most people get to that tipping point turn their back and choose to stay stuck in the hustle loop because they're so scared of what's on the other side. So for me, this all came to a head when I became an entrepreneur because suddenly not caring about money was actually super problematic because I was the one creating my own hours. So it wasn't just like, oh, I don't care about money. 
I'm going to come and get a paycheck that doesn't feel great, but oh well. At this point, I was like, I am working round the clock trying to grow this business and the business doesn't feel viable enough because it's not bringing in enough money. So suddenly now money became a benchmark for so much more than money because it actually became almost like a representation of my dreams. And if I wasn't making enough money, what did that mean about my business? What did it mean about my dreams? What did it mean about the choices that I was making in my life? Did it mean that I had to go back and get a job? And what I chose to do is that I chose to enroll in a money mindset program. And I chose to try to fix this relationship that I had with money because I felt like I was always stressed. I felt like it was not enough. And at the same time, I did not feel comfortable making more. So I found myself in this really, really sticky kind of situation that was back in like 2017. And I felt like I was blaming myself unnecessarily because I kept thinking, wow, you know, if only I was making more, like we would be having all of our dreams come true. I'm the weakest link here. And I was really being unnecessarily hard on myself. And and I started to realize maybe I don't need to be that way. But if I choose to do that, then I need the support to get there. I need to start shifting the way that I think about money. A friend of mine recommended a money book. I ended up joining a money program and it really, really changed my life. It changed my life because healing that initial relationship with money and starting to believe maybe money wasn't this bad thing. Because if money represented my dreams, then why was I repelling it that way? Why was I so hesitant to make more money if money meant all of these good things? And it's because I was thinking about it wrong, right? Because I was projecting a bunch of stuff onto money and I was projecting a bunch of stuff onto making money and I was projecting a bunch of stuff onto what it made me feel to be someone that needed to make money, whether it was a control thing. Oh, I'm not going to become dependent on money. If I start making money, then I'm going to be totally dependent on money. Oh, I'm going to be one of those people that needs money in order to prove her worth. And I know that I'm worthy without it. All of these little things, right? Those are the not so bad thoughts that I was having about being a person that, that wants money. But on the shadow side, right? It's like you're a horrible, greedy person. If you need more money, you should be happy with what you have. And of course, when you're an entrepreneur, it doesn't work that way. Because your money is really correlated to your impact. So if you want to be out there growing your business, having the impact that you know that you need to be making, you need to have a healthy business. And that healthy business needs money. The money that our business brings in is not our money as entrepreneurs. It is our business's money. So it's about doing what is the healthiest thing for our businesses as their own unique vehicle. It's not about us desiring more money, us being greedy right? It is what our business needs to thrive and survive. And sometimes that's more money because we're entrepreneurs. So as I started doing this money work, I started getting comfortable with what I call the attraction stage. And I had an earlier episode that was all about the different stages of money mindset. And so it was, so I started getting comfortable with that initial stage. I started getting comfortable making more money. I started getting comfortable charging money. I started getting comfortable raising my prices, not doing stuff for super cheap. And, and it started making my life way, way better. And I started feeling a deeper sense of peace around money, a much deeper sense. Um, I started feeling more comfortable regardless of how much was coming in. I found that there was less money coming into my business, but I felt so much better about it. And I didn't take it to mean anything about me. And 
I was able to really, really keep a clear head about my business decisions, not make them based on short-term gains, but really start seeing the long-term benefits of transitioning to new models, transitioning to new offers, starting to make decisions from like an actual regulated nervous system, which was very, very, very nice. But then as I got deeper, I realized that that was only scratching the surface. Right. So if you have done some money mindset work, chances are you have not gotten past the attraction stage. So it's all about getting comfortable making money, which is amazing, but that's only the beginning. Now, of course, it loops back because if you watch that episode, my understanding of abundance is that abundance is just attraction or magnetization on repeat. So abundance is really just believing and embodying that there's always more money, that you can always make more money. But in between, learning to attract money and abundance is a crap ton of personal work. So whenever I'm hesitant to talk about money mindset, it's that. It's because in between me going from making what I was making in my last business when I started doing money mindset work to now where I built a seven-figure business has been a giant avalanche of inner work. And I've been able to kind of separate it into stages. And it's been funny because I first recognized it in my clients who would come in for RTT sessions. And I kind of realized subconsciously and spiritually everything that was going on kind of under the surface, right? When someone was looking to hit 100K months, when someone was looking to hit 30K months, 50K months, there were patterns that were coming up. And those same patterns started coming up for me as I went through my journey. So as I hit those 10K months, there were shifts that needed to happen in terms of my visibility, in terms of imposter syndrome, in terms of what I believed about charging and what I believed about money. As I hit those 20K and moved more into receiving blocks, certain things had to happen. I had to learn to trust. I had to start opening up my heart. I had to do a bunch of energetic work on my heart chakra. I had to do a bunch of trust work. Because ultimately, actually receiving that money, right? It's so fun to attract it. It's so fun to get those DMs with people saying, oh, I want to sign up for your program and get a check in the mail and be like, oh my gosh, money comes so easily. Everybody wants to sign up to work with me. There's that check in the mail. And then receiving is actually going, cashing in that check. It's actually sending out the link. It's actually following up with people. It's actually having that money that's sitting in your PayPal or your Stripe account actually hit your bank account. It's actually paying yourself from your business account. It's all of those little things that actually allow you to receive that money and to hold on to it, right? To physically, physically have it. To not just think about money as this, you know, intangible thing that's connected to validation, et cetera, but to really think about it as its own unique energy that is super, super vulnerable to receive. As I shifted into the higher five-figure months, the 30K, 50K, I really had to go through that keeping stage. I had to come up so, so hard against my responsibility stuff. Was I responsible enough to do this? And I think as women, we're just not taught that. We're just really not taught like the joy of responsibility at the level that men are. In fact, I think we're fed this narrative that it's not lovable to be so responsible that, uh, you know, there's the princess narrative, right? The damsel, it's like the, the most lovable women are, are the ones that are taken care of. 
And so there's some rewriting of that that we have to do, that we have to understand, am I still lovable if I'm also taking care of myself? Am I still lovable if I'm out there making money? And also, how can I make money and still allow myself to be taken care of? Because we all need to be taken care of. And now the big thing is that that involves hard conversations. That involves getting to that point and getting past that point, getting past the point where you are making, you know, multi six figures, right? $200,000 a year, where you're really shifting into seven figure entrepreneurship. It requires a huge radical shift about what you are available for from yourself. And there are two levels beyond the keeping stage. And to me, the keeping stage is where it starts going from the real, you know, 3D into really the 5D. Because I think in today's day and age, to be able to transcend these like human limitations around how much money it's possible to make and what we're actually capable of doing and really step into the new paradigm, wealth, consciousness, this is where it happens. It happens at this level. And the reason why so many people stay stuck in hustle, where people will hit this income ceiling and then bounce back is because of the inner work that's required at this stage, because of the dropping of the ego that is required at this stage, because of the horrible, deeply uncomfortable vulnerability that is involved at this stage, because it requires us having really honest conversations with the people that we love about our dreams. It requires asking for help from the people that we love, support from the people that we love, from our partners, from our parents, from our loved ones. It requires us actually leaning back and receiving that support and that love because the leaps don't happen from a place of control. The leaps happen from a place of trust, from a place of detachment, from a place of letting go. And it's so deeply uncomfortable because it is not what our human is built to do, but it is what our spirit is built to do. And so a while ago, I had this conversation with someone and she asked me if I thought that being spiritual was kind of a prerequisite of money mindset work, of wealth consciousness. And I was like, no, of course not. You know, there are people making a lot of money who have no spiritual attachments, but it's hard. It's hard without it. It's really hard without it because when you can't trust that this is where your spirit wants to go, when you can't trust that it's totally and completely possible for you once you let go and you just detach and you just allow in all of the amazing things that are coming to you. We make it so much harder for ourselves. We self-sabotage. And ultimately, so much of money mindset work is just learning how to not self-sabotage. But so the biggest gap that I see is at this keeping stage. And I see it time and time again, and entrepreneurs will get to this stage. And what happens is that it's hard, that it's really, really hard. It's hard to sit in that discomfort and it's hard to work through that discomfort and it's hard to learn to trust and it's hard to open up our hearts and it's hard to really just let go and allow yourself to go the places that you know that you want to go. And so what people do is that they drop back into stage one because stage one is comfortable. And so people will get to the stage where they have the big month and instead of sitting there and actually working through everything that that level requires, working through everything that the levels beyond that require, because the work is not done here. It's just where most people tend to drop off. People drop back into attraction. They drop back into lack. They drop back into attempting 
to fill up this hole and this emptiness with money, not realizing that money is not the solution because money was never the problem. And what it does is that it keeps you stuck in hustle. It keeps you stuck in lack. It keeps you stuck in this stage of business that most people profess to want done. But at the end of the day, we don't because it's super comfortable for us. It's super comfortable for us to go back to that initial stage, to go back to getting that validation of, well, let me just, okay, let me put out an offer. How do I do this again? All right. Um, let me follow up with people that I wanted to sign up. Okay. Like, let me launch something else. Let me do this other thing. What's next? What's next? What's next? And it's because of the fear that's popping up. It's because we choose subconsciously to not step through that threshold onto the other side. Because on the other side is true wealth consciousness. On the other side is true money enlightenment. And why does it matter, right? Why do you have to be enlightened to make money? You actually, I mean, you don't, like I said, right? You you can make money doing whatever it is that you want. But in today's day and age where we are evolving into, we need people to shift into true wealth consciousness. I so believe that because we're done. I think we're done as a species with the problems that we've been having for so, so long. I think we're just done. I think we are ready for a different way of being. We are ready for a world without hate, without killing, without war, without famine, without poverty. And what that requires is true wealth consciousness. Enough people that realize that it's actually not about money. That what it's actually about, the conversations that we're actually having are conversations about fear and conversations about enoughness. On the one side is the fear that keeps us trapped in lack, that keeps us invading other countries, that keeps us fighting with the people that we love, that keeps families disintegrating. And on the other side of that coin is enoughness. So a lot of people will talk about needing more wealthy women in the world And I'm going to add a caveat. We need more wealthy women that know that they're enough in this world. We need more wealthy men that know that they're enough in this world. Because when you know that you're enough, when you know that you are supported, when you know that everything that you desire is possible for you and that you can just do it, that you don't have to have any fears holding you back, that you don't have to keep yourself in this state of lack because you're so scared of how good it could be. That's when things actually start shifting for us as a human race. That's when things will start shifting on the macro level. So going back to that initial conversation, money for me is an uncomfortable thing for me to talk about because people project so much of their own beliefs because for so long I projected so much of my own beliefs onto money. But what I've realized shifting from money consciousness into new paradigm wealth consciousness is that we need to talk about it. We need to talk about it and we need to do the healing in any way that we are capable of doing, whether it's just for ourselves or whether it's also leading people to do that same level of healing. So when I was thinking about putting out this program again, I was finding it myself at what I call the growing stage, which is beyond keeping where it's really like those hundred K months and where it's really about actually shifting into who am I when I'm the person that always has enough? What does that mean about me? What does it mean about my dreams to understand that they're possible, that they can just keep growing now? What does that mean? To not be someone who seeks, but to be someone who bees. That's the shift that happens. And as I was going through that, what I did was revisit my own course. (laughs) 
because I was like, there were so many amazing channel downloads in there and so many amazing breakthroughs that I channeled because I was not fully there yet. So I had to really lean on my spirit team for the second half of the program and channel all of these new ideas that I had never even heard myself channel this new paradigm wealth consciousness that I hadn't even heard myself. And so what I did is revisit my own program. And I was like, if I am revisiting my own program and I am doing my own program, like I need to relaunch this because other people need it too. And as I've been editing it, I'm just like, it needs to be out in the world. We need to be doing this work. We need to be shifting out of this money hungry lack society and into a society that really, really embraces wealth consciousness, that embraces enoughness around money, that really operates from a place of abundance and that requires the inner work. So what Money 5D is not, is that it's not a program teaching you how to make money in the short term, but what it is, is a deeply, deeply transformational journey that you will go on so that you will never think of money in the same way. And the magic of that is that when that happens, you not only change your own life, but you change the entire world. Because what has been on the other side of this journey for me has been truly, truly miraculous. What I have done on the other side of healing my own money relationship, my own money mindset has been so incredible. Because what it's done is that it's totally and completely healed my relationship with myself. It's healed my relationship with achievement. It's healed my relationship with my partner. It's given me a marriage that I could never even have imagined. It's given me a relationship with my children that I never even imagined was possible. It's helped me create so much change in the world because I was finally able to just get out of my own way once money was no longer the thing holding me back. And I want the same thing for you because we all deserve that. We all deserve to be living the life that we know we're meant to. If you loved this episode, I guarantee you are going to love hanging out with me. So come over to my Facebook group, Ready for More, Change Your Thoughts, Transform Your Life, and let's keep this party going 